Well, 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 good morning, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know, boys and girls. Uh, I can't believe uh, anyone that's watching, really. Uh, welcome back to uh, season two, episode three, I believe it is, gentlemen. How are we today, Andy? Very well, thank you. Very well. Yourself? Oh, mate, just living the dream, brother. Living the dream. It's uh, it's a beautiful day here in Tamaki Makoto in the beautiful Aotearoa. So I'm um, looking outside at some sunshine. And I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, Des, mate, you how are you getting on there, buddy? You're looking pretty um pretty pretty zippy, really. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty zen, ready to go. Nice, nice. Uh, tell you what, um, big show today. Big show today. Quite excited. Um, I don't know why. I think I get excited every show, really. <laughs> really? So uh, not not a lot going on there. So, um, hey, listen, uh, a couple of things. Just just a quick reminder. Um, our mates at Brightstar, uh, I tell you what, those uh, have, you, have you guys actually jumped onto the Brightstar website and seen the number of events this, this organization pulls together? Absolutely um, amazing. I, I, I can't. I can't fathom it, mate. I can barely organise this show once a fortnight, <laughs> let, alone, um, let alone the number of events uh, they they organise. It's it's absolutely amazing. Um, but listen, the one event that we are super excited about, um, and that's because we're going to be there, um, is the National Health and Safety Leaders Summit, uh, which is pretty exciting, coming up uh, on the 19th and 20th of March. Now, we will be there as the chairs of the uh, National Health and Safety Leaders Summit in Ellerslie, Auckland. We will be facilitating the proceedings, I believe, is how it's been described. Um, hey, just really quickly, guys, I, I don't think they're on, so I'm hoping they're not watching this, but do you think they know what they've got themselves in for? <laughs> like, <laughs> i got no idea what's coming. No idea. <laughs> Um, I tell you what, I hope they've kind of passed it on to the the, the phenomenal range of of speakers, um, which we'll touch on a little bit later on uh, in the show. But I really hope that on to them because it's going to be chaos. Um, talking about chaos, I think. Um, listen, I, I think we need to um, we need to just get into it. So uh, before we go any further, as always, um, Des, can we get you to take it away, mate? Sure can. And um, look, the chat last fortnight about slogans made me think about the different ways safety has been marketed. And sometimes you'll see a character or a hero. And I remember in Western Australia, there was a Think Safe Sam. And I wondered why we don't do the same thing for disclaiming. And so I thought the circus of safety could have some disclaiming superheroes. So the first character's name is Lotta Advice, and she gained her superpowers in the military where she attained the rank of general. General advice speaks generalist information and her superpower is not being relied upon in any specific circumstance. The next superhero is Prof Professor Special X. This character gives all of the specialist advice specific to everyone's circumstance. The professor's superpower is not turning up to any Circus of Safety show. The last superhero and my favorite is Captain Hindsight. He is a specialist character who arrives after someone has applied general information to their specific circumstances. His superpower is telling them they shouldn't have done that. So let's see how that goes. Oh, fantastic. Right awesome. Mate, I, I tell you what, um, I, I can see a whole 
spin-off of of memes and characters uh come coming off that one so great marketing uh ploy there's not that we're here to market anything i guess um uh, just did anyone mention the National Health and Safety Leaders Summit, 19th, 20th of March in Ellerslie, Auckland? Um, but yeah, so uh, great, great work. That's that's fantastic. There's um, now listen. I, I know there's a period of time where where you're getting a little bit of kind of heat on the disclaimers. Has has the general mood of the public kind of really warmed up to the disclaiming? Um, you know, the disclaiming disclaiming differently that you've you've adopted. Yeah, I, th I think people have generally warmed up to the idea. Um, now, you know, that's that's locally within our audience. But uh, when I head to the disclaiming conference in Geneva later this year, um, you know, I might get a different reception. Who knows? Uh, man, I'm, I'm really looking forward to um, hopefully we can tee up some live streams uh, from Geneva. Um, that's going to be super exciting. And no doubt you'll come back with a fountain of knowledge. Um, listen, Andy, how, how's, how's life treating you in the... Um, in I'm a little bit uh, low business. Um, the, the business of snake oil. I mean, consulting. It's going. It's going very well. Very well. Some interesting work going on. Um, one thing that I'm. It's becoming more and more uh, common. Is that is I'm doing more and more coaching and mentoring, which is which is really really good. Um, and I'm basically trying out some new ideas on our um, in-house uh, safety advisor. Oh yes, Oliver. Oliver. How's how is young Oliver? He's doing well. He, he did his health and safety reps course. Didn't really like it very much. Oh. Um, so uh, he said it was too much sitting around and not enough doing. Okay. So yes. um, I thought we'd go out and we'd do some safety walks this week. So we've gone out and we've done some safety walks and we've looked right. for hazards and things, and it's it's been really good. Um, he did spot a sign and he was a bit bit confused by what it meant. Oh. And it was a sign and it said high hazard. Hi high hazard yeah it was a sign on the footpath and it said high hazard and we stood there for quite a while and looked upwards and weren't really sure what the high hazard was oh really i mean young oliver he he's really been coming in leaps and bounds and i would have thought if anyone could have deciphered um such a um a riddle it would have been him mm. Mm. so feel feel free to give us some feedback so i i really don't know what a high hazard is Okay, well, well, to help us with a few clues, Andy, um, hi, how is that spelt? As an H I G H or yeah, H I G H? Yeah, hi. Yeah. yeah. Oh, as in high. As no, in, it wasn't. As it wasn't <laughs> that might have been more appropriate. Wow, okay. Uh, fascinating. So, listen, if any of our, um, our audience, um, if any of our audience out there know what a high hazard is, because clearly. Clearly, we don't, which is why you do not take anything on the show as a, with a grain of salt. Um, it'd be great to let us know. Oh, Des, listen, I've got to start the show on a positive note, mate, because I know you've been getting a bit of flack, and and, and Andy and I have actually been talking a bit about you um, over the coming week, um, about you, not to you. Um, and we kind of feel a bit a bit, a bit, bit bad for you, really. Um, I mean, we all know that thanks to Sign On Site, I'm powered uh show in show out right it's just amazing thanks to my team and my mates there at um at sign on site absolutely stunning um you know andy he gets paid to do nothing so so he's sponsored no no um, no, no i just i just like to say i'm using a new laptop today kindly provided for by metanoia safety limited so wow big metanoia shout out to the generosity limited. of the director of uh, metanoia safety andy evans 
<laughs> that's awesome well a big shout out to um andy hang on is that not you great guy great guy <laughs> great guy um so listen i just want to start the show with a bit of positive feedback for you Des, because we feel like you're the poorly cousin um you're the one that that i wouldn't say nobody likes that's probably a step too far but, <laughs> but, but you're the one that that we um you know we just want to we where's this going Brenton? we just want some love for des so listen um if anyone wants to support des in any way shape or form um feel free des is open to bribery corruption and sponsorship um he would love some support but listen um before we can get you some financial support des um what we've got is matthew sagrove um posting some phenomenal feedback here um des i think your disclaimers are fantastic a highlight in the show what a highlight in the show i think you may have inadvertently <laughs> just described the different safety tribe chiefs wow <laughs> this is this is awesome uh clearly matthew listens to the entire show because the standard of the rest of the show goes downhill from about here so um there we go des um you're doing some great work and we were just andy and i were deciding we'd love to see you recognized for that work so listen if anyone uh would like to support this in any way shape or form get in touch with me uh and i will um sign his life away uh for that but hey listen enough 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 about about um des we'll keep harping on about this all show because he is the anchor he is the rock he is our um here's our guiding light here uh at the six safety so but listen let's let's get into it you see he's even crying um he's so flattered but um as always boys um we super excited about the wheel absolutely always excited by the wheel yeah. hey Des, I'm i know one of my topics can come up for a change oh here's hoping right i mean you've put a few on there and, and it's not like we've rigged this it's not like this is planned at all um and and but we don't seem to learn anything now what i've noticed um we are we are whittling the wheel down which is good because it means that the tops are getting um getting less and less which which means there's hopefully you're gonna win win big today really hoping for you um so are we ready to spin the wheel boys spin that wheel Let's here we it. go oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> there's, 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 do you want me to spin the game, mate? <laughs> I'm just going to switch my microphone off so you don't hear the expletives that are about to come out. <laughs> um, yeah, please, please do turn your mic off, Des, because when I upload this to um, to Spotify, I, I I do say it's family friendly. So uh, if you're going to start uh, expletives, that's that'll be great. Hey, um, well, there we go, team. Uh, the topic of today, I uh, love the feedback from anyone out there listening. Um, oh, wow, that was a disappointing level of spin. Okay, Marcus, we're going to we're gonna have to work on that, mate. But um, I agree, risk Marcus. versus hazard management. You see, this is one of the disadvantages of inviting your colleagues uh, from work to tune in. Um, you, start getting, you start getting comments like that. But risk versus hazard management. Andy, I know this is your topic of yours uh one word um sentence paragraph uh, or anything similar to describe your excitement or otherwise about said topic about time it came up i can't believe we've got this far into the show uh series two episode three and this has just come up when really this is what every other show should have been about wow that's uh, that might have been a step too far but that's okay um <laughs> 
Des, uh, you mate, what is uh, your? Uh, have you got? Well, firstly, have you got the expletives out of the way? Yeah, almost, almost. There might be almost a few that slip out during the show, but um, what? Uh, one word, uh, sentence, paragraph, or otherwise to describe your uh, excitement or otherwise sorry. about said topic: uh, risk versus hazard management. Uh, so my first thought is that it's it is an important distinction to make and to understand. Okay, that was it. I, I guess. Yep. Yeah, awesome. And what about um, you, Branson? What do you think? <laughs> um, I, 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 I'm gonna kind of land in the middle. I think on this one, um, I, I definitely think it's a topic that needs to be discussed. Um, I think. Uh, my thoughts are it's a it is about time because i think arguably this is the foundation of what we do right uh so it'd be really cool to to thrash this out a little bit um and and kind of uh see where see where we um where we land on it um so let's let's jump over to you des um risk versus hazard management i mean when you hear those two terms what, what is your understanding of it? Uh, I don't know. Are they the same thing? Are they different? You know, just, yeah, walk us through your thoughts. Uh, I, I think that there is a there is a distinction there, which is often not made by a lot of practitioners, but hazard management is a lot of things to do with the, um, the stored energy wheel and, and looking at how people can get harmed, whereas risk management is more of an enterprise type um, exercise where you might be looking at risk and opportunity. I think both instances, you're probably going to be using some sort of risk assessment or risk analysis. So the tools will be similar, um, but they are, they are different. They are different. I think Andy might be able to offer up some better explanations and definitions than me. Cool. Um, Andy? Yeah, so uh, just, I just, just led, led you into that, mate. What are your thoughts? This. So are we talking about risk versus hazard management or risk management versus hazard management? Oh, there's two do different need, things there. Do, do we need to go and define, uh, do we need to go and define it? Uh, yeah. So the topic, the topic that came up on the wheel, uh, Andy, just for clarity, clarity for you, uh, is risk versus hazard management. So, so when we wrote that, did we mean risk management versus hazard management, though? Well, man, I don't know. You wrote it. So why, why are you asking me what you Because it was a long I'm... time ago, and I'm old. <laughs> well, how do you want it to work? Well, I guess that's a good starting point, right? Yeah, how, that, yes, that, that, that's what the discussion should be about. So okay, is well, there a difference between... Way, okay, let's start with basics. Is there a difference between a hazard and a risk? There you go. I'll throw it back to you guys. Yes. Yes. Who's in charge? Yes. Who's running the show? Me or you? Well, you. Who's <laughs> asking the questions? What do you think? Is there a difference, Any Hazard versus risk. Is there a difference? Yes, there is a difference between a hazard and risk. Okay. Well, a like hazard maybe... and a risk can be the same thing. And this is where the language of safety becomes incredibly important, I think. So in my mind, a hazard is quite simply a, a source of energy. It's a thing risk isn't a thing it's an abstract concept okay i'm looking okay. forward to the dictionary when, when it finally comes hazard is a thing it's not a thing yeah. <laughs> high tech here mate high it's gonna high be great tech. 
But that's incredible. <laughs> but actually, that's like incredibly helpful. That's incredibly helpful when you're doing hazard idea exercises. Is it well, a thing? Yeah, then it's a hazard. Yep. Is it not a thing? It's not a hazard. Well, we don't like we don't like to keep things keep things simple. So so okay. Well, let me let me put it this way then. If we if we stick with the term risk versus hazard management, it kind of to me sounds. And Des, your your disclaimer mate was on cue. Superheroes, right? Um, absolutely awesome. And so risk versus hazard management, Andy. Which one's better? I mean, risk versus. If, if you were to, if you were to get into the ring uh, with a hazard and a risk and and bash it out. Who would win? Uh, I'm not sure. It, it, it all depends on context. Oh, so I think yeah. generally we identify hazards in safety. We identify hazards, then we assess the risk associated with that hazard. So the reality is we generally manage risk. We don't manage the hazard, but we can manage the hazard. But okay. we manage the risk that the hazard poses. Okay. No. Fair enough. So, so what I'm what I'm getting at is, at the moment, uh, it's almost uh, it's it's almost a tie by the sounds of it. If if we're gonna if we're gonna kind of give it a scorecard, um, I mean, Des, your thoughts? I mean, are you aligned there with with Andy? It'd be disappointing if you were. Um, <laughs> do Do you agree with what he's saying? Sorry to disappoint, but I think I do. A, a hazard is definitely a physical thing. And a, and a risk is a non-physical thing and you can okay. talk about the risk of a hazard yeah that's to me it's quite untru- uncontroversial well okay so so cl- clearly we're we're um which is fascinating right because this is such a foundation of, of what we do uh and um it's it's great to see matthew sagrove really jumping in here thanks matthew because um clearly andy's struggling to articulate um his topic uh, no, I, I can articulate it beautifully. I just wanted to give you an opportunity to speak. As well, well mate, that's not what the people are saying. Um, so, so Matthew's jumping in there too, and I think he kind of aligns with what with what you're going on about there. So, to get things moving here, isn't the hazard the thing? And I think that's what you've been harping on about, Andy, uh, yep. for, for a little bit there. And Des agrees with you. And and the risk is your relationship with with the thing. So, which again is, is along the same sort of lines as what what you're talking about, right? But I guess what I'm asking. And, and I just kind of maybe, well, if you just give me a yes or no answer, it kind of makes the show pretty short. But um, is managing then hazard, the hazard, better than managing the risk? I, Andy? Potentially, because the only way you can eliminate the risk is by eliminating the hazard. So therefore, if you can manage the hazard and get rid of it, then you've eliminated any risk. If okay, you can't so- do that, then you can't manage the hazard. You end up managing the risk. So... I think Matthew's made a, a good point. I, I broadly agree with it. I think the relationship with the thing isn't quite right. And the the way to think of risk in safety is to think of it as a measurement, like distance. Yep. So no one's ever been hurt by distance, right? No one's ever been killed by a centimeter. And you can say that no one's ever been hurt by a risk. It's the hazard that hurts you, which is a really key point here. If I ask you the question, what's the distance? You, you can't give me an answer because it's a stupid question. But if I said, what's the distance from point A to point B, then you could give me a distance. You've got context. And it's the same with risk. Risk exists between two points. It's the risk of this leading to this. And once we understand that, then we can start to do safety. But until we start to understand and appreciate that, we end up using risk to mean the same thing as a hazard 
which causes no end of confusion in organizations. So you need, ideally you manage the hazard by getting rid of it. If you can't do that, then you are managing the risk associated with that hazard. So, and, and Andy, please feel free to jump in here as I, as I move this conversation over to Dee. So I picked up on something you said there, and I'm just going to kind of hang you by it. Um, because, uh, you know, got to, got to have a little, a little bit of fun, right? You, you said that we can't eliminate the risk unless we eliminate the hazard, mm-hmm. right? Um, there's, I mean, do you agree with that statement? That a risk cannot be eliminated uh, unless the hazard is? I, I think it makes sense. Yeah, I, I'm just if if you're if you're managing the hazard, aren't you? Isn't that just another way of managing the risk of the hazard? Well, the risk of the hazard. Yeah, you're right. Hazard. I agree with you. I agree with you. And this is where it becomes it becomes a linguistic nightmare because the word risk means so many different things, and we've got to be very careful how we use it. I, I often advise people not to use it at all in safety. It makes safety better. Wow. Okay. So we're, we're, we're now championing for the removal of a, a word out of the safety dictionary. Uh, so, so would that, would that suggest then, Andy, that when we develop, well, I shouldn't say we, when you develop this um, safety dictionary, the word risk possibly will not be sitting in there? No, it will be in there, but it will be about 86 pages because there's that many different definitions of it. Oh, wow. Okay. No, fair enough. So, so okay. So if we go, the hazard is the thing, right? That's, it's a physical thing. Um, I don't disagree with you on that. Um, and, and I guess the risk is, um, you know, the, the, the relationship as, as Matthew, um, has kind of pointed out, or the risk is, is the thing that I guess the interaction or the, the way you're interacting with it creates the risk with that hazard. Um, would, would it be fair to say then a hazard, um, I, you know, we could pick any, a number of, of them, but you pick a hazard could have obviously multiple risks associated with it. Would that Absolutely. be a fair call? Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. So, so then, and, and I guess the, the other part that gets confusing is, is how far back are we taking the term hazard, right? So, um, you see a lot of terminology when people start talking about hazards and, and are we getting confused with hazard categories as well? So people tend to, you know, um, what we've got, we've got to say, um, Andy, jump in here if I'm missing any, but people talk about energies um, when it comes to, to hazards. I think I think it's a big thing now. Chazans is jumping on the bandwagon um, talking about, about energies. Um, we're talking about, um, I don't know, chemicals. Uh, is that is that far enough back or is that too far back when we start talking about hazards or should we be talking about things more appropriate to the actual context of the environment like a chair for example um in that context what what, what are your thoughts on that like do we how far back do we take the the term hazard and and or how far forward do we bring it oh it depends on what you're trying to achieve within the organizational context but fundamentally like your hazards tend not to change much you know, so like on your on your sites, your hazards on today are pretty much the same as the hazards tomorrow, right? Height still height tomorrow. You know, electricity still electricity tomorrow. They don't really change. So, that, and we know what the con- we know how to control those things. So there's no there's no mystery there. You know, if you've got heights, you have edge edge protection for all the rest, for all restraint. But that doesn't change. So why would you need to break down multiple heights when you've got height? When described, possible is it not? When you, I guess it depends. Like as you, I think what you've you've touched on is is key though, right? That organisational context, and I think Des touched on it earlier too, didn't you, Des? Where we talk about 
within different levels of the organization we'd be looking at it and talking about it different ways right so at a at a governance level andy i don't disagree with you heights is heights right um and and our controls are our controls um and at a governance level that is possibly sufficient but then when you start getting down maybe to that more granular level where you're johnny um on the spot one type of height could be different to a different type of height and and you, therefore your controls would be different and how you how, how you manage how, how, that. how could height be different well no and I, well the controls will be different so how how you manage uh working at height out of an ewp versus how you manage working out of at height on an unprotected edge versus um how you well, manage still, your control still edge protection isn't it that's it i mean if you're at height you're trying to stop someone falling and there's a finite ways in which you can do that and that will apply to any height yeah, but you'd want the controls to be specific to the context that the individual is facing, right? Oh, Otherwise, so so the so the edge protection may be different. It could be, but height is but not as height. As so it's well, how you're interacting with that height. Right? Well, as long as there's edge protection there, I don't mind what it is. You don't mind at at, at your high high floating consultant level, right? Um, but Johnny on the spot might need some more clear specific direction. And and working at height. Oh, absolutely, um, absolutely, absolutely. When you're working at height, so if we if we go work, you could argue working on a roof with unprotected edges is working at height, right? Yep. Um, working hanging off a building, installing, um, you know, through rope access is still working at height, arguably. Yep. yep. Uh, the controls are incredibly different, though. You can't tell somebody that's hanging off a building doing a specific task that they that they need um, edge protection. No, no, but, but they, they can't do that. So then they've got the fall arrest, which is what your ropes is, right? Yeah, but, and, and and that's that's exactly what I'm saying. At the, and that's where 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 Des was going. Your how you describe the hazard, um, and therefore the controls, uh, and therefore also talk about the level of or the different types of risk, is dependent on where you are in that organisation. But they should you should be able to map them all the way up. Don't so disagree. If, if I come I out, if that's... I come out and see your guys working on the roof, I and I look at the um, the corporate risk register it says working at heights is he working at heights yes then the three controls there probably are going to be something like uh, edge protection fall arrest fall restraint so then i look up and go have they got fall? have they got edge protection yes it's scaffolding have they got fall restraint yes they're wearing a harness and it's attached to something have they got fall arrest yeah they've got the uh, inertia attachments on so they, they haven't how you communicate those controls might differ might be different but fundamentally the controls are the same you're trying to stop the hazard leading to the harm you, you are and that's why i guess what i'm going at it's it's how we how we describe the controls and how we describe the hazard and therefore any associated risk uh depending on the content and the organ absolutely organization. and i think the and thing the here is, is the, the control is, uh, is Sorry, the control is the most important thing in all of this. But the only way you'll get the control right is if you've got identified your hazard correctly. And that's why the hazard identification piece is so important. And so, so here we go. That's a great question, Des. Jumping up up to you because you've been a little bit a little bit quiet uh, so far on the topic. So, uh, chicken and egg question here, and um, I'd love to see Andy's reaction when I ask this question. So. Are we, would you suggest you have to identify the hazard uh, before you can identify the risk? 
Yeah, I, I would. And and I'm kind of in Matthew Sadgrove's camp that um, without the hazard, there's, there, there can be no risk. There's no relationship there. So how, do you, how could you know what your risk is without first identifying what the hazard is? Uh, I, I would suggest, uh, depending on where you sit in the organisation and your your um, your level of understanding, uh, you you very much could have a bunch of people out there identifying risks without actually truly understanding the context of the hazard. Can you give me an example of a risk then? Uh, we could an example of a risk would be, uh, I guess, falling from height, right? So um, yeah, I think an outcome. Well, the outcome well, depends on where you get to where you want to go, right? The outcome could be that you the the landing, right? So if you if you fall from from height, um, that there's a risk that, or there's a risk of falling from height. So again, it's going to come down. This, to, is, this is where yeah. So you you we you got to be careful because if the word risk becomes problematic again, because you start to say things like it's a risk, but it's the risk of. Now those two things are different. So. We've got to decide whether we're talking about risk in the context. If you look it up in a dictionary, it means almost the same thing as a hazard. But if, we, if we're talking about risk management, you're managing something that doesn't exist. Risk doesn't actually exist. It's an abstract concept. It exists between two points. So you can't go out and identify risks. You've got to go out and identify hazards and then understand the hazard, understanding the hazard by working out is the risk of what. So people often say things like driving is a risk. It's not, it's an activity. You know, you can't say what's the risk of driving. There's no answer to that question. But you could say, what's the risk of, what, what is the risk of me crashing while I'm driving? Then you've got point A and point B, and therefore you've got risk that exists between the two. Okay, so here's a question for you then. Do you think for Johnny on the spot, so, um, so right now we're talking at an incredibly, I don't know, you could argue, well, maybe some more than others in the in the group are talking at a relatively high level. Do you think it really matters though for Johnny on the spot? Yep, absolutely. So you're going to want Johnny on the spot to determine whether he's identified a hazard or a risk. Is it not more important that he's identified that something's going to go wrong and what to do about it? I think absolutely. I think that's what you should be doing. But I think the language that we use is really, 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 really important. And I think everybody should understand the difference between a hazard and a risk. But I would, I would suggest if that... If we did um, that, safety would just get better. But at the moment, it's just a mess because when you look at GSAs, everything's all over the place. And when you talk to the workers, they don't really understand what's going on. They just end up writing stuff for the sake of writing stuff. And I think the cause of this, being an educationist, is there's a lack of education and understanding about the, the key terms, the foundations. They're not right. Again, though, so you do you think it will fundamentally make a difference to Johnny on the spot? Yeah, by actually doing the work, whether he gets the the chicken and egg or gets the 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 exact outcome, or whether that you know puts the right definite, the right thing in the right box, uh, or the fact that he's identified there's a problem and what to do about it. I, I don't think I don't think the two are separate. I think we want the same outcome. I think we're just disagreeing with the methodology. <clears throat> that I think the most important thing is to identify the hazard. Oh no, don't. I, I guess, and I guess for, and I go, I go back to what um, we've touched on it a couple of times in the conversation. It's around the organisational context, right? So my, my my question is very specific. At the ground level, where it's Johnny on the spot, uh, that's the organisational context that I'm painting. Do we think it really matters whether they put a hazard in the hazard box, a risk in the risk box, 
uh, and and truly get those two things right? Or is it is it enough that they that they have identified a problem and they've clearly articulated what they're going to do about it, regardless of what box they put in? I think the, the you would increase the likely if if they put it in the correct box, you've increased dramatically the likelihood that they will put the correct thing in the control box. Well, the control box is the control box, right? I, but when I well, you you've reviewed documents, you know that most things in control boxes are not actually controls. Yeah, oh, I, I don't dispute that, and I and I guess at an organisation at a um, management level at an organizational level where you are as an organization identifying um what you know your hazards and your risks and associated controls I, I guess in that context within an organization i don't disagree at all i think it's really important that you put the time energy and effort to understand um what is what and what goes where but i guess my question is back to the organization how far down does that need to go i guess is what i'm trying to understand and what i'm trying to um what i'm trying to get to the bottom of you know is I'll does it really matter go all the way down absolutely absolutely it should be taught in schools i just think they should let them climb trees in schools mate that'll teach them um but that's another conversation for another day um so i guess then there's your thoughts i guess we've started to jump into the next sort of question right in terms of hazard versus risk management Oh, interestingly enough, though, I'm just re-looking at the spinning wheel, and we've written it risk versus hazard management. So fascinating, isn't it? How we, the way we've framed it on the board uh, would suggest that risk comes first, I guess, if we're kind of really kind of delving deep into it. Um, but what we're talking about really is hazard, I guess, versus risk, risk management. Or does that even matter, really? I, I, God, I, I actually don't know what matters anymore. Um, the... Des, do you feel that it's got a, con a place in safety vault, uh, understanding the difference or uh, hazard versus risk management? It's, I think it does. Um, and I think it's not well understood. And, and if you might be able to do safety in the workplace without a good understanding of it, but you're never going to be great without making that clear distinction. Um, to keep myself awake while you guys were talking, I was doing some Googling and, and yeah, we went could, back to the uh, act. We, we could hear you Googling. Yep. yep. Yeah, yeah. It was just to keep myself awake. Um, and I looked at the Health and Safety at Work Act section 30 something, hang on, what was it, 36, the New Zealand one, 36, primary duty of care, subsection two. Come on, guys. Sorry, um, so right, it says a right. PCBU must ensure so far as is reasonably practicable that the health and safety of other persons is not put at risk from work carried out as part of the conduct of the business or undertaking. And I took a, I took the definition of risk out of ISO 31,000, which is the risk management standard and substituted that definition for the word risk in that section. And, and and you should you should be able to do that you know if you, if, you, if something's talking about a dog you should be able to substitute the word dog for the definition it still makes sense so this is how it reads a pcbu must ensure so far as is reasonably practicable that the health and safety of other persons is not put at the effect of uncertainty on objectives whether positive or negative from work carried out as part of the conduct of the business or undertaking does that make any sense to you Mate, sorry, I've, I've just 
Um, I was too busy reading the comments in the in the chat. Can you can you start that again? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I, I, it, and, it's and funny because I... this is my case in point. Are we not overcomplicating this? Are we absolutely not overcomplicating this? No, like, no, we're not. Really? We're, we're, no, I mean... I, absolutely not. We're trying to simplify it. It's been created complicated unnecessarily. And well... I think going right back to legislation, it's not right. Look at the meaning. Look at the meaning. You've got the legislation up there. Look at the meaning of the word hazard. You've got the legislation up there? At meanings? There's meanings towards the end of the section? Uh, yeah. Meaning of hazard. What, what does it say? Very loud. It's brilliant. Loud keyboard. Hang on. If anyone didn't believe that we made this up as we went, uh, this is clearly an indication with the amount of Googling Des is doing as we're, as we're talking. <laughs> uh, okay, so section 16 of the Work Health and Safety Act New Zealand defines... Oh, it, it lists hazard as including a person's behavior where that behavior has a potential to cause death, injury, illness to a person, blah, 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 blah. Um, I mean, there might that, be that, that, to me, that's, that's, not, that's not helpful. You know, uh, that's like saying going, um, that, that's, the meaning that's of a vehicle includes that, right? ships. It's just stupid. The, we're not here to talk about uh, work safes or MB's definition of... 45,000 has a definition. Oh, it does. We're not here done we go. Googling yet, Brenton. Here we go, <laughs> We can tell. Like so 45,001 defines a hazard as a source with a potential to cause injury and Ill, Ill health. Nice. But back, back, back to my... My my concern is: Are we overcomplicating this for Johnny on the spot? No, I, I don't think so. I think it is being complicated for everybody unnecessarily because of a lack of clear definitions. <laughs> and unless that's fixed, oh we're just going to keep gosh. coming up with safety twenty-seven, safety forty-six. <laughs> yeah, we've got. A, it's ironic, right, that an industry that's talks all about root cause analysis. We don't apply it to our own industry. The root yeah, but... causes that things are really poorly defined. If we define oh. them better, we might get some better outcomes. Okay. I've been reading well, a lot of a lot of work safe documents this week. I do apologize to you and our listeners. Anyway, uh, we're, we're digressing. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put it out there, uh, because no, I mean, I'm just going to tell you what my opinion is because, you know, I, I have that right. Um, I, I'm going to say, uh, hazard versus risk management does have a place in, in safety vault, but I think it's incredibly important. And, and maybe this comes back to how it's being communicated more so than, than the actual thing. I think it's incredibly important though, that when we look at it, um, it's a, uh, there is a, um, it's all about organizational context and where about in the organization um you're considering this and and looking at this so um that's that's my kind of my kind of thoughts um so anyway um i, I don't think we need to kind of wrap it on about this because um clearly we're putting des to sleep des is putting me to sleep um and i just want to shout out to graham ryle listen i don't even know graham graham seems like a top bloke He's a great um, guy. Graham. Using using a thumbs up emoji and all that. How did he get merch, Andy? I am still drinking out of a stock standard uh, cup. How has Graham got merch, and I don't have merch yet? Ah, uh, well, just, Graham's just a real nice guy. Wow. And he's, he's, wow. he was he, he was on the ICAM course recently, and you know he laughed at the jokes. 
I mean, maybe, oh, there's, a, maybe there's a clue there. Is this the said Graham that thought we, we prepared for the show? Yeah. Oh, welcome to the party, Graham. Welcome to the party. Hey, um, listen, just jumping along, because um, I know one of us actually has some work to do um, and has to jump off uh, real sharp at, at 9 a.m., um, but uh, just just kind of jumping in, um, any kind of wrap-up, real quick wrap-up from you, Des, on hazard versus risk management? I don't think I'll be able to state any of this better than Andy, but I, I think if anyone doubts that this show is unscripted, we should direct them towards Season 2, Episode 3. <laughs> I think that's case in point right there. Um, yep, cool, awesome. Andy, uh, your wrap-up. The amount of work that went into scripting this to appear unscripted was staggering. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we got away with it. Well, uh, <laughs> I'm just going to move on. Uh, no, I, listen. I again, I'm just going to harp on about this, and I think I think this is this is this is maybe something we need to chuck on the wheel, guys. I, I really think it is. Um, and health and safety uh, within an organisational context, you know, understanding organisational context. Uh, when it comes to um, health and safety, I think it's definitely a, a, a topic worth worth kind of looking at. Hey, um, just to kind of start wrapping up our show, um, big fan of our followers. Um, thank you to all of you. Um, it's amazing the numbers continue to grow. Uh, big shout out. Uh, we might lose a few after today, but that's okay. Um, as long as the trend is upwards. Um, but a shout out to our most recent follower, uh, Tom Chamberlain. Now, um, Tom, good to good to see you join the show. Um, I spent some time uh, working with Tom um, at TNG Global Limited. He is um, a commercial uh, manager for TNG Global, and he's based up in the beautiful Northland of Aotearoa, up there in um, in Kerry Kerry. So, hey, Tom, uh, big shout out! Um, great, great to see you uh, join and become a fan of the show. Uh, as we kind of head off, just a quick wrap up. Um, we have a few times the national health and safety leaders summit where the 20th of march in ellisley auckland it's going to be a cracker show a cracker lineup of speakers just looking at the speakers now and a bit of a roundup a roundup here summary uh brett murray chief executive of site safe that's that's pretty exciting uh looks like we've we've also got um Beck. uh he's going to be jumping in and, and joining us I believe we're going to have uh, representation from um, our man uh, from WorkSafe uh, joining us there today. So uh, that is the Mr. Hazard, uh, the newly appointed uh, chief executive of WorkSafe, will be will be at the show. So that's quite a, that's quite exciting. Uh, so it's going to be a cracker show. Now for our guests, for those of you that follow the show, if you haven't bought your tickets, get on there now, buy your tickets, uh, use the code Circus Two C I R. CUS and the number two uh, to get a staggering $200 off your tickets. So um, going to be an absolute, absolute cracker. Well, um, I guess that's a wrap, boys. Um, Des, look after yourself, mate. I hope you got a good weekend planned. Uh, pretty quiet one, I think. How about yourself? Uh, oh, th thanks for asking, Des. I'm uh, heading up uh, to do some camping in Waipu. Going to be beautiful up in Northland this time of year. And uh, Andy, uh, anything exciting for you, mate, this weekend? Yeah, I'm down in the South Island next week. I'm flying down to Nelson on Sunday, down to Westport for a few days. 
nice. Um, watch out, mate. There's, a bit of a, there's an autumn storm coming, so uh, take your take your your brolin. I will do. I will do. Thanks, guys. No worries. Hey, great show, and look forward to catching up with you all shortly. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah.